Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig, Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com. What's up, everybody? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. I don't know if this is a new bit. I may go back to the other one. All right. But the, yeah. Also, I'm not sure it's vegetables, maybe Wheaties. Yeah, but you should eat your vegetables. Yes. Grow up and strong like your father. Yep. Or, you know, not have high cholesterol. Also important. Yes. I was very excited. The, the you know, the beyond meat thing is kind of... Oh, it's huge. It's huge now. It's everywhere. And I was at the Dunkin' Donuts like you do, and they have a, a Beyond Breakfast sandwich. And I was like, huh. huh. So I tried it, and it wasn't terrible. Yeah. That's kind of what I hear about it is that it's not terrible. Um, if you are I, – I think you can justify it to a degree because it's not health food. It's just not meat. You know, I um, watched a lifelong vegetarian try one, and it totally grossed her out because it was too much like meat. That's actually, I, get, I mean, that's probably the the highest form of, you know, yeah, compliment like you could do something like that. Totally couldn't do it. She she had to go back to like the thing that tastes like chickpeas. That's interesting. Um, I I worked, I, I, I ran production for an event that uh, was being sponsored by uh, a very large chicken restaurant that will re- remain nameless. And one of the companies that they had brought in, because this was like their R&D team, um, was a company that was like growing chicken, uh, like chicken cells in a lab. Yikes. In the video they showed, they like took a feather from a chicken and then they ate the chicken while the chicken like walked around. Yikes. It was weird. It was the weirdest thing ever. Did, did, and then, did they serve that at the event? They did not because, um, the, and the president of that, uh, division came up and, uh, quite plainly said, and we went to their office and tried, a quarter of the most expensive chicken nugget ever made. <laughs> so not banquet fodder. <laughs> not quite yet. Yeah. Well, it's something like 200 and 200 plus dollars a nug. Wow. Them some well, I mean, it's, Yeah. It's lab grown meat. What are you going to do? Eat it, I guess at some point. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for it. This has nothing to do with anything we were going to be talking about. <laughs> this episode has started really well. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Um, so what have you been up to? Anything well, exciting? Yeah, a couple of things. So um, uh, I think last episode I talked about how I was first in the door at a new place called Odin Brewing here in Greensboro. Yes. They opened their doors for the first night last night. And um, he had told me they weren't really advertising. They weren't going to do like a big splashy thing but they also weren't doing like a formal soft open because it's not like it was invite only but they were going to take down their opening soon banner and just kind of see how the night went and so i planned yeah. to drop in and have maybe one of the dozen beers they were going to sell given that plan um yeah. 
I pulled up there last night and the place was packed to the point of spilling out the front door. Well, the that's a good thing. Parking lot had literally no space in it. And um, I uh, <laughs> waved to it from the parking from the parking lot and, and drove on. I just dropped everything there. So excited about my guy opening strong. Yeah. It was really great. It's really great. So I did not go in. I'll um I'll probably stop by there over the weekend or something. My first date with them is the uh, first Wednesday in December. But um, so I'm going to drop an email later tonight and just say, wow, tried to come by. Man, <laughs> nice, nice, easy, quiet opening. <laughs> kidding yeah. me? Um, but yeah, it's pretty great when a new, new place comes open and crushes it like that. Um, so that was one thing. The other is that last week as we were getting ready to play at a place in Winston-Salem called Foothills, which is right downtown Winston-Salem. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I think the day before that, my contact at Pig Pounder, the manager there, Called me and said, "Hey, I think I think we're confused. I I thought I had you. I thought I had you this weekend. I thought I had you on Saturday. And I'm seeing your advertising about Foothills. And I said, "Well, uh, yeah, I think I'm at Foothills. So let me just check. And I went back and I found the email because um, Gmail keeps everything um, from like February, <laughs> which was before I met her, where we booked this date with Foothills. And Patrick uh, said, "Yeah, gosh, I I am at Foothills. I don't know where the wires got crossed. I'm really sorry, you know. But yeah, I'm I'm fully booked elsewhere this weekend." Oopsie daisy. Yeah. So that was last weekend, and she was she was fine with that, and you know underst- understood these things happen, and um, and she was going to see about she had already put on a DJ for this coming weekend. As we record this, it's Thursday, so it's talking about the day after tomorrow. Um, and she was talking about moving him back an hour and having us come in at the beginning of the night. Um, uh, and then ultimately, we found out today that just this is just not going to work for for them. So um, so we are not doing the gig that we had scheduled for this Saturday there, which means our first Saturday off in, gosh, weeks. Um, so it's bittersweet. I'm, I'm, I always love to be, to be playing, but um, a weekend off is not a bad thing. No. Um, I've had a couple off in the past few weeks. We, um, we went downtown to, uh, to go see Wicked and stayed in the city and had a really fun weekend. Um, and uh, Wicked was amazing. Uh full live orchestra um the poor drummer was in one of those like drum aquariums uh-huh where it's like he's covered like completely right uh but yeah the music was amazing um and that was a lot of fun uh we tried to go out we were going to go see uh Metalsome, our live band karaoke buddies um and uh somebody got hit by a car right in front of the venue so uh-huh. they had the whole street shut down and um, it was there was also college football in town, and um, the entire area was completely just ridiculous. So we opted to not really do anything. Um, this coming weekend, uh, nothing else going on. Uh, only business stuff is kind of like put. We're again, we're kind of we're we're already in twenty twenty um, business wise. So collected some um, some deposits for some dates there. Uh, I'm doing something that I've never done before. I am subbing myself out for a date. Um, in January, and um, also just announced a show for uh, members only at Vakeman's, um, which is kind of like a new concept we're, we're trying out. We're actually going to do a comedy dance party huh. hybrid event. Interesting. So we're going to have a bunch of stand-ups um, do opening sets, and then we're going to go out and play a bunch of music to round the night out. Very cool. It seemed... You know, for us, we've played it. We played at Bankman's so many times over the past three years that, um, short of like completely like creating an all 
like a brand new playlist. Like there's not really a lot of ways for us to kind of shake up um, the things that we're doing. And this was something, somebody approached us about this idea. And for us, it seems like a good opportunity to um, kind of open ourselves up to some new people. Cause we know that the people who are going to see us are going to, are going to come to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now there's going to be more people who are there to see other things. So. Yeah. That's good. Not sure how it goes. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that it could go really, really well. So we'll, we'll, you know, we'll just have to wait and see. I think event crossovers like that are really effective. It can be if they're, you know, if, if the, the team is strong and knows what they're about and it market, it's marketed well, I think those can be really, really great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. We haven't done a public gig in a, in a fairly long while, so it'll be, it'll be good to do that. So, yeah. There you go. Any other exciting news or we can just hop right in. I have one thing that I don't, I just want to check with you cause it's, um, it's, uh, uh, strange. It, um, is it just me or is Dolly Parton having like a freaking moment? She's having a moment for sure. Like this week. Yeah. What, what's, what's up with that? Well, it's a couple of things. And, um, the main thing I think is the the podcast. Yes, and and I will say I'm enjoying the podcast. Dolly Parton's America. Yeah, it's really good. But then like and 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 I've wondered if the fact that I downloaded that somehow Facebook is targeting me with all of its Dolly Parton news because it seems like all of a sudden she's everywhere. And I got no problem with that. It's just odd that no. she suddenly I don't know. Are you seeing that too? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a couple of things. Uh she turned up in a documentary that Reese Witherspoon is doing. Oh. Huh on um on netflix and there there's apparently something going on i think there's more to that than um yeah there's a netflix anthology that's coming out um actually tomorrow that's why we're seeing this Ah. so there's something called um dolly parton's heartstrings and so i think tied around that they're doing the dolly parton's america they're doing the feature one reese witherspoon show she's a featured vocalist on an EDM release <laughs> by a, by a Swedish duo called right. Galantis. That's cool. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I, she's not really my genre, but I I you know I'm of the group that thinks she can do no wrong. So yeah, I mean, she's managed to um, remain somewhat timeless in a way. Like she's just kind of like she's an icon. There's really no other way around it. Yeah, and she's you know the rare bird that she you know, wrote all of her stuff and, you know, plays an instrument and like, you know, she's, she's the real deal. So yeah. yeah. I, yeah. if you, there's in, do you cover I don't have any of her. No, there's not really, I mean, we could probably throw nine to five in. Yeah. It's, it's on brand. Yeah. Um, but we haven't, but yeah, I mean, I appreciate, I appreciate what she does. Yeah. We do Jolene acoustic, the, the duo. Yeah. Um, and that's fun. I like the one where they took the 45 and played it at 33 and a half yes. uh, and a third. Yeah. It's very and it very somehow groovy. makes that song even yeah. sadder. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, good for her. There's, you know, the, the thing that's interesting about this season is that we're, we're finding out that like all of these, of these tours are, are happening. I feel like 2020 is like the year of reunions. Yeah. So you've got, um, let's see, I think my chemical romance kind of, kicked the whole thing off the very next day rage against the machine announced their re- reunion um triumph if you're into triumph they're apparently back uh, motley crew announced they're unretiring for some reason um but that being said for those of us who are into you know that era of uh of rock music 
a stadium tour with Def Leppard, Motley Crue, and Poison. That's Gosh, something. Takes, takes me back. And they'll, they'll probably... Which I guess is the point, right? They're gonna, they'll make some money, for oh, yeah. sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. But yeah, it seems like that's kind of the thing, is that there's just going to be so many big tours next year, which for us is always a good thing. Um, you know, getting that music kind of back in the hands of consumers... Uh, will definitely drive up um, interest in our projects. So totally. I think that's a that's a wonderful thing. Um, and more power to them. Um, you know, a lot of these bands realize that they kind of have to go away in order to, to pull the money. It's funny, like, Motley Crue will make more money by saying that they're done, waiting four years, and uh-huh. then getting back together than they would if they never stopped. I mean, that's been the Stones' business model for two decades, right? So... I feel like the Stones, they don't even care. They're like, no, we'll just keep doing it. Yeah. Well, now they're at the point where, like, they know that we know that they. <laughs> each one could be the last one. Each tour could be yeah. the last one. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, they're going to charge whatever they want to charge. Yeah, totally. I still haven't seen them, though. Me neither. Mostly due to price point. Yeah. And, and I mean, I always enjoyed them, but they weren't like my band. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I I played in a in a Stones tribute. That was, I mean, oh. it's it's fun playing Keith Richards in a Stones tribute. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> think you can you I don't think you can legally have more fun. That's right. In a in a cover band. No, yeah, in, in the way he did it was not legal. Nope, he did not. It was not. Yeah, we did not. Did not. Shall not. Anywho, good stuff. Good stuff. All of us are very excited uh, about the possibility of there being. Lots of live music next year. And who knows what that, you know, how that translates into, you know, pop music, you know? Into, like new what, stuff? Well, yeah, I'm thinking that you, there's a potential that it might move the needle. You know what I mean? Well, something needs to. I, I got to tell you, when, you know, after we had the election we had in 2016, I was pretty sure it was going to be some kind of great punk resurgence like there was in the 80s. and But there wasn't. There really was not. Nope. It's a bummer. I mean, Green Day had already written American Idiot, and right. there wasn't really anybody yeah. on that level That's to the, do the definitive statement. Something similar. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, since indeed. you and I have had kind of quiet uh, weeks, Here, we tell have. You what, tell you what, as, but, but as you segue, uh, let's yeah. just pre let's just pregame the segue with a little moment from our friends at Showy DJ. It takes a lot of work to get people to a gig. When they do show up, make sure they can see you. Put your band in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Entertainment lighting that is affordable, reliable, easy to use, and set up and tear down. But most of all, Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that creates better audience experiences at your gigs by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing. Imagine dramatic color changes, dynamic strobes and chases, and even blackouts at the end of songs. All possible with just a step on a foot pedal or the touch of a button on a mobile device using Chauvet DJ's Bluetooth or DMX technology. Being in a cover band is a performing art that uses audio and visual production. So don't rock in the dark. Set your band apart from the competition with professional lighting you can load right into your car along with all your other gear. Small effort, big results. Don't just rock. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. Okay, segue away, my friend. Man, I got to tell you, that uh, those commercials 
that copy does not get old. It's just <laughs> listen, no, listen. You, you got to repeat your message, or else it doesn't get in. I had a, an English teacher in high school who used to say, "Repetition pierces even the dullest mind." Repetition pierces. Oh, I see what you're what you're doing. Even the dullest mind. Yeah, it was fantastic. It was clever. Well, and I'm actually working on some stuff where we might get some more talky points and super nice, interesting things. So Very we'll good. see. Yep. So tonight or today or this morning or whenever you're listening to this. At the you know, now that it is now. Yes. In the moment that we are in right this precise second, we are going to um, we're going to reach out and uh, touch someone specifically our um, our very, very loyal listener, Ryan O'Leary, um, who, if you haven't been keeping tabs, has been very willing to reach out and ask questions. And you know what? He gets his questions answered pretty much every time. That's right. So we love him for it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want that level of you know attention and um, special treatment, you should do the same. Um, either reach out to us on the Facebook group or email us directly at coverbandconfidential at gmail.com. Um, we also have a mailing list and things that you can join on www.coverbandconfidential.com, our one-stop shop for all things us, I guess. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? This is, this is going well. This is, I mean, for not having written down anything to say. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for continuing to tune in, by the way. We, we do not take it lately, even though it may sound like we do. <laughs> you couldn't tell from our preparation. Anyway, um, so this is Ryan's uh, question. And I think this is something that, that a lot of people can uh, relate to, especially if you've been doing this for a while. So um, Ryan opens up, hey, guys, any advice on how to revitalize a band? Seems we are stuck in a rut. We're learning new songs, playing different places, but still don't have the enthusiasm we once did. Dan? Have you ever been in that situation? Have you ever I, felt that way? I have. I feel like ruts can be, you know, in 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 Ryan's case, so has Red's been around for ten plus years. You know, we can get into ruts like quarterly. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, I think the first thing I'd say about that is, um, um, I think a project has a life cycle. Absolutely. And I think there comes there there can come a point optionally where revitalizing it is not what is not what it wants. Yeah. So I'm not saying cut and run, but um I see a lot of people like um ask about this kind of question, how do I whatever, bring the you know, back to how it once was and I don't know, man. As long as you're chasing how it once was, it's never going to be how it is. It's never going to sure. be how it's how it's going to be. Like you can't, you really can't look backwards. And sometimes, what a project wants is to be brought to a graceful completion. Sure. I'm not saying that's necessarily the case here. I'm just, you know, I, I question the um, automaticity of the revitalize it move. Right. Yeah. Um, That's kind of like, you know, people who have completely neglected their marriage for 20 years going on a retreat to rekindle their romance. That'll do it. Like, no, you've spent the last decade killing it, you know. Yeah. Actively. Yeah. Which is not to say you couldn't bring it back if you wanted to, but it would take, it's going to take, you know, first of all, telling the truth about that. Yeah. (laughs) And we're not licensed to say anything else that it might take. But the point is that 
how do I rekindle it? The first question really might want to be, should I? Yeah, and I think I think the main thing there is trying to figure out where, like, they don't have the enthusiasm they once did. Who? Mm. And how do you know? How are you measuring that? Yeah. So, you know, it could be, and we've all been in situations where there's there might be a person or a group of people who kind of have checked out. And that, that that might be the source of this general feeling. Um, or it could be just bur- burnout on, you know, on Ryan's part because he's in charge of the whole thing and yep. doesn't really have, you know, we're all we're speculating at this point. But, you know, typically the thing that happens when enthusiasm is gone is that there's nothing, there's not anything there to be excited about or to look forward to. And I think that, you know, again, with you and I being in our day jobs, you know, focusing on software development and tech and that kind of thing, you know, we know that for for most companies, um, you know, the moment you stop innovating is, is, you know, when you start dying. Yep. And so if you've been in a group that's kind of, you know, Oh, well, we've always done it this way. Like that means that you've stopped thinking about things. You've stopped challenging yourself. You've kind of built this fort of comfort around yourselves. And it might just be that it's too safe. You don't have anybody beating down your doors. You don't have anybody challenging your viewpoints. You're just kind of operating. And for some people, like me especially, like that does not work for me. Right. I need there to be some sort of uncertainty i need there to be some sort of forward momentum or some stakes Um, yeah i need i need i need the potential for failure to be somewhere in the equation i need there to be the idea of going out without a net and you know the likelihood that you know we could crash and burn who's a net do what who's a net uh i get it thank you i could have just ignored the fact that the joke was terrible but you You didn't you didn't i didn't no Point because is, I'm a professional. Yeah, yeah, yes, he's a professional straight man. Yep. Uh, set you up, knock him down. Uh, I think the, I think the, um, just to to rewind just for a second though, because I think, yep. I think it's, um, if we had him here to ask these questions, then I would ask. But since we don't, we have to kind of guess. Um, I'm curious to know on what basis he makes this assertion about the ethos of the band. If it's that everyone's talked about it, then that's great. Yeah, <laughs> that's really great. And everyone said, "Gosh, yeah, you know, man, the whatever the 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 heat is gone, and um, we're just going through the motions now." That that conversation is so great because you can do something with that. But if it's like people take longer to respond to texts than they did last year, or or something, I think there there's the real potential here. I was just speaking from my, from myself and from how I've seen myself operate. There's a potential that um, very small changes in other people's behavior could be perceived by me as um, it through my tendency to catastrophize as, you know, some big loss of, you know, uh, momentum or feeling or whatever that, that, you know, in my experience, when I get back with the person that I'm then worried about or questioning how they feel, and actually have the conversation like I just made that whole thing up. Not, none of that was real. Yeah, we're all pretty self-involved. Totally. No, it's yeah. So, um, um, so I'm 
the first the first the second thing I would say after maybe revitalizing isn't the thing to do possibly you should look don't be automatic about that yeah. also maybe um how did he put it the the energy the energy is gone. what what did he say the enthusiasm enthusiasm lost gone. the enthusiasm yeah yeah lost the enthusiasm maybe lost the enthusiasm is an interpretation you're putting on something that may not mean that yeah so i would check that out explicitly out loud with your people yeah i, I mean i think that if you're in this particular boat like the the t- you know <laughs> I hate to do it. The time to hesitate is through. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to. Well, you know, because there is no time. That, that is your right. Wallow. Try and we will only lose. Um, so yeah, I think I think, and and for all we know, they they've already done that. Um, yeah, yeah, we don't know. And as far as you know. I've I've been in situations where the thing just kind of fizzled out and it it was obvious that it was time to pack it in. Um, but I've also been in situations where I knew that if we did X, Y, and Z, we could get whatever it was back. Right. Um, and I think there's a lot of factors at play here. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just, yeah, I wanted to say those other two things before we go to that. But I think, I think it certainly is the case that that is, you know, it's, it, um, once you sort of acknowledge the issue and, and 10 years in your family, right. You don't walk yeah. away from that. Um, so so let's say that you know for a fact the enthusiasm is gone and that you really do want to have the enthusiasm back. So so then what? So what do you do then? Well, I would come up with some sort of challenge, some yeah. some yeah. some sort of swing for the fences kind of moment. Right. Um you know, if you guys are a bar band, try and, you know, put together some sort of ticketed event. Yep. Do some sort of do an album tribute, do an artist tribute, do um, some kind of tie-in, find, you know, find a bunch of comedians and do something like that. Or, you know, I, I, I feel like there, a lot of times, like I was saying before, you kind of, you, you're, you're locked in your own fortress of comfort. Solitude. And, um, yeah. And, and you can be, it, it, because it's, it's scary to go outside of that realm. Um, and I don't, again, I, I'm so new agey right now because I'm reading all these self-help books and, you know, trying to improve myself. But um, in this book that I just read, talking about, in this case, it's about making, you know, trying to change careers or make more money or whatever. Um, But talking about fear and talking about uncertainty and, you know, being afraid to kind of go for things, um, this, this quote just really stuck with me. It says, um, when you succumb to fear, you are under the illusion that you can predict the future. So, yeah, yeah, let's unpack that. Thinking about, you know, having anxiety about um, what could go wrong or what, you know, wouldn't go right in those moments are is, is kind of your self whatever, convincing yourself that, you know, you know what's going to happen when you don't. Yeah, and you know, I think it's I think it's useful to point out that there is such a thing as authentic fear. Yeah. Right? If you are walking in the jungle and a lion jumps out at you, being afraid is appropriate. Correct. Right? Nothing wrong with that. Nothing actually nothing wrong with fear anyway. But if you're playing Welcome to the Jungle and then you decide <laughs> to play a white lion song after that, you I mean, should actually be very afraid. But No, you should wait. Wait. <laughs> I dude this is a very punny. I don't know what's happening episode. in this episode. This is, uh, yeah, it's not. It's it's, it's great. It's I'm loving gr- it. It's yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. So the point is that, um, you know, fear in contexts where there is no threat is um, your body's reaction to an interpretation of what's going on, but is um, fundamentally bonkers and um, understandable, natural. Your body's going to have that reaction. But um, if you can take a take a beat and understand that what's going on around you is not worth the ramping up of your amygdala that's happening, then 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 it leaves you in more control of what happens next. Yeah, I struggle with that a lot because um, just based on past stuff, um, I I get very resistant to when people critique or criticize or provide feedback for things. Mm. Um, and I do, I get that, I get that like danger sense and I get very like any sort of critical anything hmm. about like the podcast or the band or whatever. Like it, I do get super, super defensive. Um, and I was out having dinner the other night and somebody had brought something up and um, it was good advice, but like I could just feel like in my body, like, my heart started racing and I started sweating like just that, just the, and it, it took a moment, you know, that person ended up excusing themselves for whatever reason. I had to like sit there and kind of process it. And when they came back, it was like, Hey, I just want to say thank you for providing that feedback. Um, it is good feedback and I'm sorry if I wasn't terribly receptive to it. This is something I've got to work through. So, um, but it, it, yeah, it's at you adulting. It's hard, man. It is hard. It's, it is hard. I make a joke, but it's hard. But I, I would say that, you know, if if you are, in fact, stuck in a rut and you are getting that kind of communication from the other people in the band, I think it's worth having the conversation. You know, we were talking about this last week or the week before. We're like, you know, sitting around going, what's working? What's not working? what What's burning you out? What is something that gives you energy? Like, try and see if you can do some stuff, re, you know, shuffle some responsibilities, add some new ones, um, challenge your players to do something um, more than just being like, all right, let's pick a new venue or let's add five more songs. Like do something drastic, do something intense, do something big um, to see if you can get the buyback in, uh, in, in the project. And short of that, you know, it could be as, you know, talking about, talking about our buddies, um, the pork tornadoes who are doing big things. Um, one of the, fun things about interviewing uh, Mike Schulte is that he and Dan and I kind of have this this back channel that we're always yeah. kind of sharing intel back and forth. And he's in the process of putting together a fun project that, you know, we'll end up seeing fairly soon. And he will most certainly share um, with the, uh, with the group once it's finished. Um, but like they, um, he said in the interview, like they just got a good, they got that, that logo, they got a new logo and like, everything changed. Right. And it wasn't anything in particular. It was, it was literally, it was three words in a font and two colors. Yep. And that single thing changed the trajectory of that entire group. So never, don't underestimate good branding. Um, and, and also how impactful a single step can be. Totally. Totally. You know, the other thing that occurs to me, if you're in a rut, as a band, there is there is um, you could throw challenges at the band on the business side, like we've been talking. But you could also take on some challenging new piece of music. Yeah, you, know, you could take on I don't know a Rush tune or I don't even know what 
or if you guys aren't playing the tracks, trying to incorporate that, or yeah. you yeah. know, e- even something as simple as like, oh, we'll get a you know get a sample pad, and see if you can just incorporate, you know, new sounds and samples and things like that, or upgrade your light show with for Chauvet DJ. Yeah, or um, go in ears. Go in ears. I mean, there's so many things you could do. Yeah. And like in my case, the ch- my challenge this year was, all right, be the guitar player. Right. right. Or be the bass player. Right. And next year it's... Or sub be, yourself out for that. Yeah. Be it's. okay with yourself, with your project enough that you won't be there. Yeah. And you yeah. can't do anything about it because yeah. you're, you're in a, a literal cave. You're in a cave. Trust your people. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So, you know, for, for Ryan... I'm a hundred percent certain that they they'll be able to find a way to um, to kind of rekindle it, and it you know those things don't always it's not always pretty, and you know some sometimes in order to grow you've got to shed some stuff, um, and whether that's personnel or certain attitudes or songs you've done forever songs or you, you know things that, you, that are tired yeah things that you just become attached to yeah um, don't be afraid to to let those things go. And, and to challenge um, comfortable mindsets. Yep. In fact, I think in fact, I would say go after them. Where, yeah. where you're comfortable, get suspicious. Embrace that suck. Yeah. Just get, just wrap your arms around it. Yeah. Yeah. Or do, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's the universe speaking to me, but this is the third time I've quoted Jake the dog in the last couple of days saying that <laughs> sucking at something is the first step to getting kind of good at something. It's true. And, you know, I'm looking at this comedy thing and it's either going to go over really, really well and could, you know, open up new markets for us or it's going to be a complete disaster and I'm going to lose my shirt. <laughs> I bet it'll be great. I, and it, I don't know if it'll be great that night, but I bet it'll turn out great. You know, I've been talking to a friend who, who hosts a uh, burlesque show mm. about doing, you know, some music between acts and, and you know, maybe even some for some of the dancers. Um do you guys play girls, girls, girls? We, we would. Yeah, you would. <laughs> We'd have to. Uh, no, I mean the dancers pick their music, and we we would. I I, I know how that works. Well, that's good. I barely do, but the point is that um, sure you don't. I said barely. Mm-hmm. My wife listens, to, listen this, to this. It turns out, <laughs> yeah, yeah, she actually does. I was looking at her podcast app, and she has us there, and she's listened to the last several episodes. Mm-hmm. So I've been to those shows with her, so it's all good. There you go. Um, point is, I think that diversifying your um, connections and your cross, you know, art form performance uh, opportunities is is just all to the good. I think that's very multiplicative. Yeah, um, and cross pollinating. Yeah, of, collaboration of, of audiences, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's all very good. Yeah, I mean, for for us, it, it it's. It's just a way to kind of tap into more resources, and I mean, in this case, it's being spot, it's being you know co-sponsored by two other organizations that will do um, their own promotions and you know kind of spread the spread the net out a little bit further. That's great. Um, and for the quote-unquote agency, like it's being built under the agency from the top down, so that's also good exposure on that side as well. Excellent. So. Excellent. All have positives. You, have you updated all your branding to be uh, Atlanta Party Bands Presents on like everything? Um, if you go on to 
the social media of all of the bands, it will tag back. So it'll say booked by ATL party bands. Um, on members only's website, it'll say a product of ATL party bands and links to the website. So mm. it all kind of folds back into yeah. the, the main page. Yeah, good. And it's kind of, you know, it's it's going. We've we're we're kind of doing slow growth and um you know, I've gotten fifteen hundred plus unique people on that site in the nine some odd months it's been up. So All right. And it's it's starting to generate its own business kind of organically. We're not really doing any ads or anything. That might be something that we change in the uh, in the new year. But um that part's been going well and um yeah. And there was something else I was going to say, and I forgot because we were talking. <laughs> nope. I have one other thing that's not related to that question. Oh, go for it. Um, um, just to share, uh, I have, in the last week or so, deci- decided again. <laughs> I've shared before how I've made this decision before. But once again, I've decided to double down on the email list um, okay. aspect of things. And I, um, I bought the cheapest level of MailChimp which lets you have three different sort of, uh, they call them audiences. So now I do. I have the Clanky Lincolns and I have Dan Ray Music and I have Cold Iron Ray. Okay. And I put up uh, funnel pages, sign-up pages for each of them. And I set up text to sign up. So right now if you text um, Dan Ray, all one word, to the number 33777, it'll let you put in your email address and sign up for my mailing list. And you will, by the way, get a free download of a recorded song of mine. Uh Not an original, a cover. Um, It's my cover of um, Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead, which was one of my, has become a signature tune for me. little plug for that here on the podcast. But um, uh, the point is, it's really easy to do. It's really easy to say in a show, text Dan Ray to 33777 or go to giftfromdan.com. Ah, to go to my page and fill in the form and get a free download from me. Um, Speaking of custom websites, on my drive home today, there was this, on this billboard, like one of those LED billboards, uh this, (laughs) it simply, it had a website and this message, it says, Diane, I miss you. Please come home. MichaelLovesDiane.com. I don't know... Who Diane is or who Michael is, but uh, I know that they they got some problems. We had something like that here, and it turned out not to be. It turned out to be viral marketing that had nothing to do with anybody named Michael or Diane or the version of them who was here. I, I'm not impugning Michael's sincerity, but around here there was something quite like that that turned out not to be related to this cover story in the slightest. It was a I, website that was not related. I hope that's the case, but I went to the website All and right. it's just that same message. Okay, well, Michael, there's no backstory. Michael, maybe uh, I will tell you this: those um, I don't know about anywhere else, but around here, those digital billboards, you actually can order them online and submit your art online, and it's pretty cheap to get slotted in. And um, so I haven't I I haven't done anything about that. I've considered it, um, but that might be a thing to if you had some kind of ticketed show, some you know, marketing to. The drive time folks would be yeah i mean if you else. were in if you if if your audience is in the proximity of that our issue is that you know there are no billboards in the city so you know we couldn't really put anything together like that that anybody would see i could do it up here but then people would be like why would i drive all the way down there to see a show there are no billboards in the city not not in city proper no huh 
Well, there's le- we've got legislation in the area that prevents it. Well, that's smart. Yeah. Improves the skyline to a degree. Uh, yeah, no doubt. We're starting to get them up here out in the burbs, which is, feels tacky, but, you know, it is what it is. Right. Right. Get that revenue. Gotta love it. Anywho. Well, Ryan, I hope it goes well. Yeah. You know, maybe we, maybe at some point we need to have a, a combo with Ryan himself to yeah, see or some, if there's anything some, else we can do. Some, some uh, you know, some follow-up. It does sound like a band meeting's in order. 100%. I would sit we, down and discuss that. We're, uh, we we sent out an Evite for a Christmas party for our guys. Um, that'll be happening in a couple of weeks. That's good. That's and then um, we've been talking... I, I don't know if you guys had seen this. I had actually put a poll on the, um, on the Facebook page about the kind of content you guys like to listen to. Um, you know, things like the interviews versus fan content versus just us shooting the bull or um, coaching and that kind of thing. And um, I think... In the new year, we're going to try and get a bit more... Um, we're going to try to build some variety into it so it's not the same stuff over and over again. Um, and in doing that, we might start offering the uh, coaching episodes again, um, complimentary, as a way to kind of see if there's other people who want them. Um, so if that is something that you are, are interested in doing um, band coaching, hit us up. We'd, um, we might be doing those uh, in starting in January again. And still trying to line up some interviews uh, with some people. I've got, I think, three in the pipeline that I think would be super interesting. And then I took like a big swing um, with somebody and I haven't heard back yet, but I'm optimistic that it might work out. Cool. Do you want to talk to them about the thing we talked about after we got off the off the recording last I, week? I don't remember what that was. Oh, it was about our, our, our trip that we were, <laughs> we, were ta- we were debating about. Oh, uh, well, we just, you know, as we've thought about, um, I don't think, I don't think it's, it's probably premature to say anything too specific about that, but, uh, but we have thought of ways of being creative and, uh, create, you know, cause here we are creating content and, um, I don't know how many episodes can you do of the two of us yapping? Um, <laughs> a lot, a lot yeah, is the answer. At, le- um, at least 77, yeah. at least. Yeah, but um, but you know maybe uh, maybe a visit to a, um, a rock and roll um, event of a, of national importance, perhaps uh, 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 North American at least. Yeah, for for uh, for you know you'd say music makers in North America was kind of what we were talking about. Yeah, or merchants. Yes. So it's something we're debating about, and you know I think. Just objectively speaking, um, Dan and I have never met. That's right. Like ever? Like ever. So, you know, any we, we've been trying to come up with excuses to um, kind of be in the same literal space as opposed to virtual space. Right. Uh, actually, so I'm, I'm going to be up in uh, North Kakalaka in a couple of weeks, um, end of next week, uh, going to Asheville for my anniversary. Yeah, but, uh, it, it's uh, from from Greensboro. It's pretty much a straight shot back to Atlanta on eighty five. So you could just bop over here, right? But we're coming from Chattanooga, so it doesn't quite work that way, unfortunately. Well, anywho, there'll come a time. You're not yes. my only Atlanta friends. I actually owe a visit to some other people too. So fantastic. Yeah. Well, if you're in the area on January tenth, you can see a an eighties comedy dance party. Gosh, I might need to work that out. Well, 
We'll see what we can do. Something to think about. Yeah. Anywho, um, guys, thank you so much for your continued support. Uh, I had posted a Hail Mary out to um, any of you who listen on Apple Podcasts to leave reviews and uh, write reviews. Um, we are within like seven or eight reviews of being the highest rated musician podcast on their platform, which I was really surprised by. Um, that is surprising. I looked at our competition and the people around us, and not that we are competing against any of these other people, but we were we were number two. And Amazing. to be number one would not take a whole lot of effort on anybody's part in particular. So, listen, if, if I listen, can if I can get myself to be best musician in the triad, we can certainly win this. Yes. So if you are listening to this and you are listening via Apple Podcasts, just open the app, give us a five-star review or a four-star, preferably five-star, and then write something nice. That would be super helpful to us um, to increase our listenership uh, because we think that more people should be listening to this, and I hope you agree. <laughs> and if anyway. you do, that's what to do about it. Yeah. Guys, thanks again for, um, for tuning in uh, week in and week out. We are still here to help you go further faster and if you have any questions concerns or things that uh you'd like to hear just don't hesitate to reach out to us we'd love to hear from you from atlanta georgia i'm adam johnson greensboro north carolina i am dan ray you've been listening to the cover band confidential podcast episode 77 have a great week